called unexpected uh, what to do when your world changes overnight um let's do this let's just pray and then um i'll read the scriptures in a few minutes let's pray jesus we love you god we're thankful god as we enter the season everybody's thinking about gifts and everybody's thinking about what goes under the tree or what goes in someone's stocking god help us Help us to worry about what's going in our soul and what's in our heart. God, help us to give. You blessed us. God, we pray, bless us so we could be a blessing. And God, you're calling on us now to not think about ourselves, but to think about children we may never meet and we may never know their names, never get to sing songs or hug their neck or worship with them. But God, we can make a difference in their life. God, this whole series is beyond blessed. Help us. Help us as a church to make somebody else feel that way. God, help speak to us today. Help us to understand that you called us to do more than just accumulate things and to mark time until you come and get us or until we pass away. But God, you've called us to be a conduit of your blessings to the others. Jesus, speak to us one more time in your precious name. Everybody said amen. Yeah. We have been commanded repeatedly to be thankful. Over and over again, gratitude is commanded because God is worthy. Because life can be difficult, not everything is, goes as planned. It's necessary to remind ourselves of the benefits that we have due to our relationship with God. So we've talked about the fact that we're beyond blessed with forgiveness and that we are beyond blessed with healing and that we are beyond blessed with redemption. So let's go back to our text and we'll finish up and by examining the benefit package we have due to God's favor in our lives. Psalms. 103, 1 through 5, reading from the New International Version. The Bible says, praise the Lord my soul, all my innermost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sin and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. Today, I want to talk to you guys about something that we may not consider to be a blessing, but we are beyond blessed with a covering. In his list of benefit, David declares that one of the ways that we are beyond blessed is that we have a crown of love and compassion placed on our head. Another version says that we have been crowned with loving kindness and tender mercies. Upon developing a relationship with God, we are provided with a cap, a covering, a crown, if you will, to wear. And that doesn't seem like such a great benefit if we could be transparent, if we could just be honest among one another. We would rather have been told that we're beyond blessed with finances and material possessions or with another tangible resource. But David says we are beyond blessed with the crown that deals with our attitude. We don't like that because it removes our excuses. I'm just having a bad day. I made that way. You know, my parents were that way. My grandparents is that way. The, the other person caused me to have this reaction. I'm this way because they've hurt me. But David's benefit list keeps us from being able to cop out and hide behind our excuses. He says we're crowned. We're covered and responsible for acting and behaving with loving kindness, mercy, and compassion. See, a crown represents authority. Repeatedly, Jesus lets us know that all authority was given to him. Matthew 28 and 18 and John 13, 3 are good examples of this. But 
We have no issue recognizing the authority that rested on Jesus. However, as heirs and joint heirs, the same authority that was given to Jesus was then transferred to us. Therefore, not only did he did Jesus wear the crown of authority, we too are beyond blessed with this crown of authority. And Jesus makes the uh, origin of his and our authority very clear. It says that our authority comes from God alone. He's the only one who can issue the crown. And in like turn, he is the only one who can take it back. So we have the authority to be loving, kind, and merciful. So in other words, if we're not operating in loving kindness and mercy, we have literally chosen to remove the crown and operate outside of the benefits he has placed on us. Now we love, we, we clap, y'all clapped about mercy and forgiveness and you clapped about healing and redemption, but now this is our responsibility. God has not recalled or reclaimed the crown. We are crowned, but we have a choice as whether or not we're going to operate in and use the authority we have. So then if you run into a hateful, spiteful, mean Christian, there's not too many of those around here, aren't you glad? That individual has made a willing choice to behave that way, apart from and in spite of the crown which they have been beyond blessed with. Well, you can't just say, I just made that way. I'm just slanted to anger. I'm just slanted to be negative. I'm just slanted to being hard. No, you were crowned. And the worst part of this is that you are choosing to misrepresent the one you've been beyond blessed by. See, this is tough for us. This is tough for me. We have a crown of love and mercy and kindness. And when we act outside of those attributes and our attitudes are not those, we have willingly or unwillingly willingly taken off the crown, laid it on the shelf and said, I want to act outside of the blessing that you have given me. I'll celebrate the stuff that I like and I'll take off what I don't. The benefit of forgiveness, healing, and redemption is not only supposed to affect and impact our eternal destination, our bodies, and our status. It's supposed to also touch our attitude and outlook on life. You can live less or you can live beyond blessed. You can wear the crown well. Some of us need to let him crown us again. Some of us have just been, you don't understand, Pastor. I've been going through some hard times. Well, 2020 was rough and 2021 wasn't that great for some people. But you have to understand is that David lists all these benefits. And he says, we've been blessed with this crown. Some of us. See, if we were like at a church, church where we could actually be honest. Some, you ever been in those church services where they don't wait for the preacher? They're like, you know, we just take time right now and ask God to recrown us. And it's usually, it's usually one of them old ladies. They do not care. They'll make their way up front and they'll walk with their cane and they'll just, because they're not waiting on me. As soon as I say, you can have this. And if you don't have it, you can ask for God to give it back to you. They would make their way to an altar and the whole service would turn upside down based on one person's action. But now we're almost in 2022 and we're cute and, and, and we just got it all together where even if we're in need and we have necessity we won't move because we're intimidated by those who sit next to us week after week in the pew but if we would just go God and say I talk to God out loud and say Lord this benefit of being beyond blessed with the crown may it come to rest on my life again Jesus crown me so my attitude changes Christians that have terrible attitudes that are so negative and so mean and so hateful. It's not that God's not working in their life. They're choosing not to wear the crown. They're choosing not to wear crown me, God, so my attitude reflects you more than it reflects me. 
See, a crown reveals reigning. You don't reign without a crown. There are tons of scriptures that deal with the concept of us reigning. I don't have time to read all those to you, but if I did, the idea of reigning is royal rule and authority, sovereignty, dominating power or influence. Think about this. God could have talked to us about reigning with power, force, fear, signs, and wonders, but he crowns us the testimony of his existence and authority, the proof of an identifying sign that we are operating in the dominating power and under the influence of loving kindness and mercy. It says, it, God says, I'm going to my evidence. The word here for crowd also carries the idea of surrounded. We are supposed to be encompassed and surrounded with love, kindness, compassion, and mercy. The proof that you are who you say you are is revealed in your crown. This is tough. The proof that you are who you say you are is revealed by your crown. What makes our God famous? He is God. He could be famous for many things. He could be famous for wrath or destruction or punishment and power. And yet the one thing that stands above all that and the thing that becomes the thing is that he is known for his, he reigns in mercy. So much that his throne, God's throne is called the mercy seat. I feel a spirit of meddling coming on. What are we known for? If we had a throne, what would people name it? Would it be mercy? Ooh, this is tough. This is what they call library preaching. Just <sighs> What be known for? God. God could snap his fingers and everybody goes. Power, destruction, wrath, justice. He says, no, you're going to know me by loving kindness and mercy and compassion. Are we displaying those attributes? We're beyond blessed with forgiveness. We're beyond blessed with healing. We're beyond blessed with redemption. We're beyond blessed with the crown, but are we wearing it? Mm. Did someone say no? You did? That, well, sis, thank you. You are, you, are, you are saying what everybody's thinking. We are not wearing it. We are not wearing it. Our crown is dusty. Mm. You, you know what they do? We, we were talking with a couple the other day. Um, about, like, your fine china. How often do you use that fine stuff in the house? Like once a year. Usually, the, that stuff stays dusty. You don't use it. You just, you're glad you got it, but you don't use it daily. That's kind of like our crown. Thank you, Jesus. I just won't use that daily. I'll bring out the crown of mercy, love and kindness around Christmas time. Maybe you'll see it at Easter, but other than that, I'll put it in the closet, and I'll take upon my hat of attitudes and just be in hate. Our God is known by his love and mercy. The very seas that we're in now, right now, is so marked by the power of his loving kindness and tender mercy that's infiltrated and unchristian and even combative to Christ's culture. This culture, even though they want to, has been unable to deny or ignore the power of God's love and mercy as it's been revealed in a baby in a manger. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care what's going on in North America or any other America. God's love and mercy is so powerful, even people who hate him can't deny it. Every decoration is about it. We serve a loving God and he's full of mercy. We should be the same way. Pastor, are you loving and kind and merciful? No. No. Now, now that I'm honest, why don't y'all be honest too? 
I suspect people. I'm like, mm-hmm, I'll check you out. I don't know about you. I'll, I'll, I'll forgive you, but I may not forget. I'll love you at a distance. Um, all of those things. But are we acting like God? See, we always say, God, give me your eyes to see. Give me your ears to hear. Use my hands, Lord. But when, when's the last time? Lord, give me your love and kindness and mercy. Nobody prays that. Or if you do, Lord bless you. Teach us how to pray that as well. What makes his followers famous? We could be famous for many things. We could be famous for legalism or power or work ethic. But his followers who are crowned with the same authority of their God should be known by the same thing. My question is, what are we famous for? We're not known by our worship. We're not known by our prayer. We're not known by our faith. We're not known by our miracles. We stand out in the crowd by our loving kindness and tender mercy. Now, I will be transparent with you. In years past, not a long time ago, I have prayed and fasted to be used by God. I have prayed and fasted to see miracle signs and wonders. I have prayed and fasted to see people filled with the Holy Spirit. I have prayed and fasted to see people give their life to God and to fall on their knees in repentance in an altar and get baptized in Jesus' name. But if I'm being transparent, I have not fasted one meal or prayed five minutes for love and kindness and mercy mercy like our God has. We want to see miracle signs and wonders, power of God. That's awesome. We're not known by that. I love worship. I love that we got musicians from one side of the platform to the other and they keep showing up. I don't know where they come from. They just keep showing up every service. We had two more musicians in the Spanish service this morning. I never even met them and they're just playing and want to be a part of everything. That's awesome. I love worship, but we're not known for our worship. I like preaching, and I try to do a good job. We're not known for our preaching. I like seeing the miracles of God. We're not known by that. Our God isn't even known by that. He's known by his love and his mercy and his kindness. But we're not known for that. We're not. When I want to be, we're not. By this will all men know that you're my disciples, that you what? That you talk about one another. No, that's, that's not right. No. Um, that you... Love one another. We should be reigning and influencing by love, not by debate, not by picketing, not by arguing, not by hate. We reign by love. So what are you known by today? How about this? Let's do this one. If we took a picture of every person in the room with a crown, and in the picture we let the blank area on the crown so we can write one identifying word on it, what would your coworkers, family, neighbors, and friends write there? Mm, Pastor, I don't like this. It's not good. Oh, they're crowned with bitterness. They're mopey and mouthy, opinionated, wimpy, dominating, proud. Or would they write kind, tender, and merciful? This is, this is hard to swallow, so I'm almost done. I know that the hard message is make them fast, get them to the altar because you don't want to preach an hour because um, everybody would come. You wouldn't be able to see your eyes and be swollen shut from all the getting beat up. So if we took a picture. With a big crown on your head, anybody could write what they want on that. What's one identifying characteristic? Would they write merciful? Would they write loving? Would they write kind? Oh. All right, here's another honest moment. They wouldn't write that on my crown. Um, overbearing, pushes too hard, wants the best for everybody. Zero tolerance for incompetency. They wouldn't write. 
merciful, loving, kind. Well, you're the pastor. Yeah, I know. And if I'm having a hard time, I'd imagine you are too. So let's be honest. I challenge you to live up to the lid. Live up to your cap or to your crown. I challenge you to find ways to show love, kindness, compassion, and mercy this week. I'm not asking you to pray longer. I'm not asking you to fast. I'm not asking you to read 150 chapters of the Bible. I'm asking you and challenging you to find ways to show love, kindness, compassion, and mercy this week. May those who know him best live up to our crown. May those who know him best represent him the best by living up to our crown. Get beyond blessed with your crown today, regardless of the situation you're facing, regardless of the attitude you prefer to, or with which you receive someone else, reign with kindness. Become known for your crown. This church is known for being a loving church. They will love you. Love, see, I said they, because by the time y'all get to me, y'all already been loved on. They will love you. They will hug you. The church will make you feel welcome. They, we, we are a loving church. This church is getting to be a worshiping church. This church loves to worship and run and run and run. But what if they would say they are the most kind, loving, and merciful people I've ever met in my life? What if people said, you know what? They're not the biggest church. Of course we're not by far. Well, what do you go there for? Do they have 150 programs and they have, you know, all these tens of thousands of people? No, no, they don't. Or what do you go there for? That, that 2 o'clock service time isn't very convenient. No, I don't go there for the service time either. Or, you know what? I mean, that pastor, all he does is scream half the time anyway. Oh, I don't go for the screaming. They're just the most loving, kind, and compassionate people. They love me for who I was when I came in the door, and they love me every step of the way as Jesus started working on me. They are so kind. They're, they don't go in cliques and groups. They're just, they're just so merciful. What would it be if we can get worship right, prayer right? We can also get love, mercy, and compassion. What do you think? We're, we're close to a New Year's resolution. I try to go, this is my second year, to not lie. Not like anything. Like, how do you like the food? Is it salty? Yep, it's salty. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about that kind of lying. I'm not talking about like, I'm, I'm talking about just like, anything. Hey, well, what does this outfit look like? That, that's not the color for you. In love, you do the best you can. But how many times did you lie this week? How about this? Here's an oxymoron. Be honest. How many times did you lie this week? We do it all the time because we, we, we have different stages of lying. It's not like a big lie. It's just being nice. You want to hurt anybody's feelings. I, I get that. But what if we made a New Year's resolution to say, you know what? I'm going to work on the crown. I've already been forgiven. I know God can heal. I've already been redeemed out of the pit. The Bible says I am. I want to wear the crown well in 2022. Do me a favor. I want you to work this week. Go out of your way to show love and compassion. I want you to surprise somebody by your actions. Because people, people who know you, they know you. And they're expecting a certain kind of response from you. But what if that, instead of that certain kind of response, you actually said, no, I choose to put my crown on right now. Well, what, 
we have the choice in every situation to wear the crown or not. So as you stand with me, this is not one of what they call one of these awesome benefits. I said, hey, let's pray for financial blessings and prosperity and blah, 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 blah. Well, that sounds kind of cool. But you, you want a project for 2022? Wear your crown well. Wear it well. Represent your God well. Because here's the thing is that he gives us the opportunity to wear it or not. It's, it's one thing where he just, if, if he just, it's this way forever. But God says he crowns us. Why do people say Christians are hypocrites? We're not wearing the crown well. Why do they say that Christians are the most judgmental people on the face of the earth? It's because we forgot that we don't want to be judged and we don't like it, so we don't wear our crown well. What if we took away every excuse from everybody else who wasn't a Christian by the way that we acted? What if we actually wore our crown all year? Y'all aren't talking to me at all. Do you remember where your crown is? Where did you leave it? See, some people have left their crown at their past hurt. Oh, I was doing it good, but as I was showing love and kindness, they were being so mean and hateful and they hurt me. And I said, you know what? I refuse to act that way when people walk all over me, so I'll take the crown. Some of you need to go back to your past hurt and pick your crown back up. Some of you, we talked about last week, some of you may have left your crown in the pit. We talked about self-dug pits and other dug pits. Maybe somebody did you wrong and you ended up in a pit. It says, I'll never be vulnerable again and you left your crown at the bottom of that pit. But here's the cool thing. I believe that in the next few minutes we can come to this altar and we can begin to pray. Say, God, forgive me for quickly accepting your forgiveness, your healing, your redemption, but God, forgive me for not quickly picking up my crown. Pastor, do you wear your crown? No, not every day. Should I? Absolutely, and so should you. Sometimes I wear it, and I take it off for certain situations. There's some certain people. I know you got them in your life, too. Um, but we shouldn't be that way. Just because I, I struggle with it doesn't mean that it's right. Just because you struggle, it doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean that we're terrible people. It just means that we have to work on staying crowned. So as Todd sings, would you do me a favor? I don't need you to talk to anybody else. But before you leave here, would you talk to your God and say, Lord, I want to be crowned once again with love, mercy, compassion. God, I'm not going to forget any of your benefits. And one of those benefits is I get to represent you. I have the authority. I get to represent the one who's crowned me. And Jesus, I refuse to go another day crownless. What do you say, church? Can we find a place to pray? Could we talk to God and live this life crowned?